Hello. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Joe from Joe's Gaming and Electronics. This is our podcast, Beyond the Sale, and we're coming at you from our break room, our new break room that's in the works. Uh, that's why it looks a little strange right now, but the sound is really great in here, so that's why we're that's why we're here. So we're going to be just talking about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness today. My man, sounds great. Matt, when you were taking phone calls with us to start with, what did you used to tell people about how to spell your name or how to say your name well people would like i don't know how people confuse matt for other names to be honest it's like it's such a simple name but uh i would just say it's matt like doormat but with two t's i still say that every now and then some people laugh but my mom heard me say that once and she was like no matt you're not a rug you're not a Matt." she felt like bad for me and i was like mom it's it's a joke it's okay and i'm not like you know people don't walk on me literally but you know I didn't even think about that. Starbucks gets my name wrong somehow. You know, if I, well, I mean, I've never, I don't go to Starbucks, okay. but like if, the, if you did, if though. I did, you know, I would clarify it's Malik Dormat, but for sure, use, for yeah. sure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Tell me what you do here and a little bit about things that have changed in the last, how you've been here for what? Five years now? Almost. Wow. Yeah. Dang. January, 2017 or 2016, I guess. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh no. So I guess it was 2017 because 20, my five year anniversary is like January 16th, 2022. Wow. So that's insane, dude. Super nuts. So how did we meet? Dude, that was a great story. Uh, so I think I was 15 or 16, so you were like 16 or 17, something like that. And I used to fix electronics, and I stopped fixing like game consoles and stuff. And you had kind of like just started fixing them, and so I was selling all my old parts and like tools and some consoles and stuff is a lot on Craigslist. And Joe messaged me, and there's a couple things I specifically remember before we met up, but uh, I remember like. You 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 gave me an offer on this stuff, or you you were like, but you said you didn't say like, hey, will you take like three hundred fifty dollars instead of four hundred or whatever? You were like, hey, I'm trying to run a business here, and can you give me some more margin or something like that? Like that's what I that's what I remember. Like you, there was no like, hey, will you take three eighty or whatever? Yeah. It was like, hey, will you give me a discount because we're running a business and I gotta sell this stuff or whatever. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy, and then so I was like curious because of that, and so then we we. We met up and it was like 11 p.m. It was dark and we met up under a street light near my parents' house and uh, and we we traded you know the bag of goods for the cash and uh, and then and then I was like oh this guy's kind of cool so I was like hey let's get in contact I don't remember if I got your Facebook or whatever but we stayed in contact for four or five years and then I finally ended up we hung out like four times. And then finally ended up meeting up. And then later on, when we actually started hanging out again, we, <laughs> you told me, what what were you uh, carrying that night? Yeah, I was carrying my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how you do midnight Craigslist deals. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had like a quick open knife in my pocket. Yeah. I was like, just in case, you know, you never know about this guy. So yeah, we uh, only found that out like five years yeah. later. It was great. But it's amazing. Yeah. And Matt, you recently got married. How how's that life going, man? Dude, I love the married life. It's a good time. Isn't it way better than being dating? Oh yeah, so much easier. Yeah, right. I think it's been cool just because, like, my my wife. We've known each other for seven or eight years, I guess. Wow. Like eight or something like that since we were eighteen, and so now uh, she just turned twenty six. I'm twenty five. 
so like seven, eight years, something like that. Um, and it's just cool because there's like trust there and, and it's really, it's great. We've only been dated for like, it has, it, we just like did, two, it was like two years in September or whatever. But, uh, I think it's been cool. One of the things I was noticing is like last week I, I like hurt my back and that's been like a sore point for me. Like I sprained it two years ago. And then since then it's just like it, it re-injures really easily if I'm not doing like physical, the right exercise and that sort of stuff. And I just wasn't stretching enough and whatever. And so I re-injured it and, uh, and it would like totally that would have like thrown me for a loop. I would have been like super sad or whatever for a while because it's just like it's so annoying having that like constant pain or like having to. It's just like it, it like takes me back. I got kind of depressed after I first sprained it because it was just like I couldn't do anything and it was like it was a pain. So uh, it was really cool having somebody who. I think like I really love having community and stuff, but just having being married and having somebody like just support you in that and be like there and stuff i like if, i feel like my quality of life is a lot higher th you know even in the low points or whatever and we were just talking about that it's like when she has a low time like a few days where it's just like ah this is annoying i'm usually like we're usually like kind of good when the other person isn't and so nice. it really helps you like up your overall quality of life i feel like because there's somebody that's like hey make sure you eat well and stuff you know like you i'm sitting there like eating candy or some crap and she's like hey i made you dinner or whatever and i'm like oh man thank you because it's really hard for me to like do that like take care of myself when oh, yeah. i'm not doing well you know i think that yeah so yeah. that's awesome i love the way you you said that where you have that person that's able to pick you up when you're feeling down and when they're feeling down it's kind of your your opportunity to do the same and reciprocate mm-hmm that's awesome and i'm really happy for you yeah i'm glad you're uh, kicking back on the hours a little bit too and just living a life of yeah just spending a little bit more time with family and friends that's a huge deal man yeah yeah i really appreciate it like you it's great so joe uh i've like worked i don't know i've worked like basically more than 50 hours a week pretty consistently for like the last five years or something like that even before working here i was oh, yeah. like always trying to do overtime and whatever and and so joe was like i, I was like when, when joe and i were talking i do so i back to your first question like i do the mark like i'm starting to do the content marketing and it's like this podcast and stuff here so i like lots of photo and video and written content and a little bit of web design like front-end web design and stuff but uh, when I started this job, I was like really adamant for Joe. I was like, hey, if I'm going to like start this position, I need to, because I just, I used to do a bunch of customer service and that sort of stuff and kind of transitioned uh, just bef after Ann and I got married. So I've been doing this just for a few months, but I was like, dude, the one thing that I'm like really feeling is I need to just work less going into this next season. And Joe was like, cool, I'll kick your ass if you work more than 40 <laughs> hours a week. And I was like, oh, that's great, dude. Like that's, a, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, and, and it's been really nice to like have less stress over like just needing to work all the hours and like i definitely dealt with like man am i doing enough like the first couple months because it just felt weird to work like so little if you will and I've, i'm like happy about it now i'm like oh this is really nice like three-day weekends you know who big fan <laughs> so important man you know once you get to that point in your life where you understand what matters then you know work working less which is still more than <laughs> some people it, it yeah. makes more sense totally because i think for myself at least i feel guilty when i don't put the effort in because i know other people are yeah and i always want to be a person that shows a good example of what and I, I expect you know this from everyone i want to do the same but do more go above and beyond it's always difficult to you know kick back a little bit or even take time off because i'm like i want to be there to show people you know this is what we do you show up you know 
you get stuff done, you help customers, you get paid, you know, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. So then it's tough to kick back a little bit and yeah, enjoy a little bit of it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's natural for people who are go-getters, A-type personalities. If you yeah. want to get after it, you, you have a lot of ideas, you have a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. on your mind. So it would make sense that, you know, sitting still is maybe a way that your mind tells you like, hey, you should be doing more because that's what got you here. You're, you're, you're always working, right? Yeah. Totally. And I think too, that just noticing like with that, something that changed when I got married was that somebody's, somebody's knocking on the wall. No, no, I'm just trying not to oh. breathe into the mic. Oh, okay. You got a... coffee breath and you might make it stop. <laughs> Don't want to kill the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin spice latte breath. Ooh. <laughs> um, one of the, yeah, one of the things I noticed when I got married was like the leading up to getting married and stuff was the value on my time mentally just like started going up and so any like stupid projects or kind of like things that I was like just distracting myself with or whatever just suddenly became a lot harder to do because I was like well I could do that or I could hang out with my wife and go like hike and camp or something like go do something fun and so then I it started to just be like the the need to work just started to get replaced with like well i mean or i could just do this and i'm like i think it's it's cool to like sometimes like you said you know it can be hard like as a type a person or whatever to to get out of that routine of like go 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 but i think that there's something really to be said for for like stages of life you know and like i know that I love doing things and, you know, I'm ideating all the time and like coming up with things I want to try and that sort of stuff. And like in this season of life, there's just going to be less of that when it comes to like business or whatever, but there's going to be more of like hanging out with my wife and like doing fun things like decorating the house or building furniture or whatever that looks like. And, and I think that just in being able to like kind of sometimes it's I mean, at least for me like i get really one track focus you know and tunnel vision and, and and it'll just be like cool i have this like objective and and i think that sometimes it's good to just like stop take off the try to like really focus on like taking those blinders off and and say like you know like instead of tunnel vision for the you know this project like let's tunnel vision on like happiness for my whole life mm-hmm. and if we do that like what am i going to regret like in 10 years am i going to be like man I wish I would have like worked more right after I got married and never spent time with my wife. No, of course not, so. dude. I'm going to be like, <laughs> crap, man. I wish I could have worked like not at all and oh, spent yeah. more time with my wife, you know? Oh, like, yeah. and so it's like, dude, you know, the real tunnel vision should be on, on like the long happiness, like the 100%. long, the long game. And that's it's like, I'm, I'm young, man. We got like, we're young, you know, oh, we, yeah. got, we got plenty of time. Like plenty there's time. no rush, you know? Oh yeah. It's cool. That's what, you know, it's nice that we can do that. You know, we've built the opportunity to take a little bit of leisure. Yeah. Because we're not having to be as scrappy, mm-hmm. but we're still able to kind of focus on the bigger picture and continue on growing mentally, continue to grow spiritually, physically, grow the business as well. So that takes care of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so as we bring people in here that are in different phases, we can kind of move people into certain spots who have more time to do certain things. And guys are in different phases, you know, put them into a little bit lower positions so then other people can step up because you know people are people (laughs) people are constantly changing their seasons Mm -hmm. are changing you know we have guys that are turning you know becoming dads yeah and guys that are already the guys and dads twice so now you can just move the responsibilities because you know that priorities in their lives are changing as well you know yeah so it's cool that everyone's having their seasons 
at different times because we all had the same seasons at the same time. We would all yeah. be screwed. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone gets married, right. has kids within like a three-month right. period. We're like, man, we're where'd everyone go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, everyone's on a honeymoon for two months? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we're taking a pause. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, I would say that you're probably number one or number two on the best speakers in the office. You and Eddie, I'd say top two speakers. Cool. Would you say that's something that you learned in your debate? classes in high school yeah i mean i think like even in those classes like so i did speech and debate growing up in high school and just for like five six years and i think that definitely gave me confidence but even going into that like people would tell me that i was just like good at capturing an audience and stuff and so i think that it's a little bit of just like i I always have a lot of words and so I've had to work on like toning the words back because there's this uh, personality test called the Enneagram and in the Enneagram I'm like a type one wing nine or whatever which is like a perfectionist who's like a middle of the road sort of person basically Uh, and apparently the communication style that's usually like attached to nines is uh, what people would refer to as like epic you know it's like everything you talk about has this like background and this whole like setup and everything Thing. yeah and that's totally me so it's hard for me to say less and so I, i've worked on had to work on that but i think that speech and debate so I, we would do like persuasive and humorous type speeches that were like the debate would be like policy debate where we would like make up you know it would be according to like real life studies and whatnot but it would be you know like find a policy under this general topic and so i think that like research was a huge thing out of that knowing how to google stuff well and whatever and like i i definitely think that there was there was like i was always the person on the team that was like the one who would make it make sense to people Mm -hmm. and relate it to people and then my my debate partner would usually be more analytical and they'd get the facts across and stuff but but that was always like the skill set for me was definitely like spread the vision as and so for me like getting into the details i like it on some things but it's definitely hard for me to like i i'm good at starting the thing but not always the best at like doing it implementing it yeah yeah and so so I, I, I like teamwork because of that, because I think that that's like a weak, like, I think that's why you and I get along really well, because oh, it's yeah. like, dude, I'm like, oh, man, we could like make this video or whatever. Yeah. And then you're you're very much like, like, like Gary Vee says, like the clouds in the dirt or whatever. It's like, I'm kind of like clouds. And it's not that you're not or anything. But I feel I'm like, not, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not creative. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't you like it. You do good ideas every, uh, yeah, every now and then. You're like, hey, what do we do this way? I'm like, wow, that's really good, yeah, actually. I don't know. But. Yeah, I feel like it works well because I'm I love being able to just say like you'll be like, "Hey, we need this software to do the thing." And then I'll be like, "Oh, cool. Let me go like look that up for you." And then you set it up and it's cool cuz it's like it it just works well. It feels oh, yeah. very natural. So, yeah. yeah. But that's definitely yeah. I think the speech and debate helped a lot and like I think I think also my parents were just kind of they like never gave me a reason to to like doubt myself, I guess. So it was just like, and and also from a young age, I just kind of like did my thing and and whatever. But my parents were very much just like, we didn't really like watch the news or care what anyone else was doing. It was very much like, you know, let's treat people well and, and we're going to do what we're going to do, but we're going to just like try to treat people well and, and grow along the way. And so there was, there was no like, in there was less like insecurity, I guess. Yeah. Like I wasn't suspect that as much. And I obviously had my, have my insecurities and, and have had them, but it was like definitely upbringing too so yeah i appreciate that i appreciate somebody that can captivate an audience and somebody that can speak well and speak 
in a way without fillers. Yeah. <laughs> where what you're saying is words, not if, ands, us, buds, whatever. Buds. Yeah, it makes it seem like you know what you're talking about, which is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a two-part question for you. Uh, first off, being one of the two guys that isn't Russian here, how is it like? <laughs> and then the second question, I totally forgot, but go ahead on that. How does it feel like being, do you feel left out or what do you notice about the Russian culture since you're obviously from an American family, your parents yeah. are grew up here and everything, and most of the guys that work here, our parents immigrated from the former Soviet Union to come here to escape the persecution of Christians in the former USSR because their grandpas and grandmas would go to jail or get killed because they believed in God. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy, right? Yeah. So based off that's kind of our foundation and our upbringing, what do you see that's different about working with us since you've obviously worked with other companies that are just people from the US? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think like, I think maybe at the beginning, it's definitely felt like it was maybe a little hard to break into the community specifically because I don't know that that's so much to do with Russian as much as it is like literally everyone here is like friends, friends, relatives, or like friend of a friend sort of thing. And so I think that because you all kind of, a lot of you grew up together at first, it was like, you guys knew each other really well, but sometimes I'd feel like I didn't like, I haven't hung out with that many people here outside of work because everybody's like doing their own thing. And so I've slowly started to do like Eddie, you know, we're going to go mountain biking yeah. and that sort you know that sort of stuff so there's like there that's starting to form but i think that's been one thing i've i've been very inspired to like want to learn russian though and stuff and so i want to pick that up start picking that up at some point and i think overall it's been it's been really cool because i think that i really admire how like russians it seems like to and ukrainians like just people from from that lifestyle they work you work hard you know and so i think that that's something i can relate with i was definitely raised with like a uh, like work hard, eth you know, work ethic. And oh, yeah. also the, the lean that we do here is really cool. The lean improvements and that sort of stuff. Cause I'm totally like a perfectionist and I love, I love being in the deep, like making little processes better. And oh, yeah. like, I get great enjoyment from being like, Oh, that's satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really cool. And, and I don't know that that's, I, I think that, that like fits really well into Russian culture, even in a lot of ways of just, you know, like really focusing on the work and that sort of stuff. And I think that it's cool in in my head i really like being here and this isn't so much to do with the the russian culture as much as it's just so rare to find a workplace where everyone's close to each other you know they we hang out and do stuff together and um and i think that makes it really easy to like market and it's just like a fun environment you know and so i think that that's something that i just really appreciate and enjoy is just how like people throw jabs and whatever but it's just because you've known each other for like 20 years and so it feels very family like and and that's pretty sweet in yeah. a in a company that's pretty decent size to have that many coworkers that know each other and and get along really well is is cool so yeah that's awesome man well Welcome to our fam Russian family. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so what do you do outside of work? What's something that you really enjoy doing outside of work? Yeah, I I mountain bike. Getting back into that, I used to race. And and then a, a couple of my friends just hurt themselves really bad. And I kind of realized, like, man, I don't want to I don't wanna do that. I don't, this isn't worth it to me. So I stopped riding like six years ago and then bought a mountain bike again last year and fixed it up. And was like, I want to start getting back into this, but just taking a little slower and... 
just have fun because I think bikes were a big part of my growing up. I spent a lot of time riding BMX, dirt jumps, skate park, that sort of stuff, and then mountain bikes, and and there's just like a lot of peace in them for me. I just feel like at home on a bike. And and so mountain bikes are a big deal. I want to get into go kart racing. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see about that. But uh, my dad really wants to get into go kart racing, and he used to be a, a mechanic for uh, his brother raced flat track back in the day, motorcycles on dirt tracks, and he was the mechanic. And so he loves working on engines and stuff. And I definitely got that from my dad. But I really want to spend more time with him. And so if he he's been talking about getting into it, and so if he gets one, I'm gonna get one sort of thing, and then we'll go race together. That's awesome. So we'll see about that. But. I've also really, I've done a lot of photography, like landscape mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And I, I still like doing that on, in my spare time. But um, I've been doing some woodworking and, and furnit- like working on some furniture. I'm going to build a coffee table here soon in the next couple months. So I'm excited about that. But I think that's like we, my wife and I backpack, we hike, camp. I like, pat- we got paddle boards this summer too. Nice. So yeah. like, went paddle boarding, which is super fun. But really really anything outdoors my problem is not a lack of interest it's just too many interests <laughs> too much interest yeah so i've been really trying to think of like especially as that value on the time has gone yeah. up i've been really trying to think about like okay so i want to get into skiing but that's like a time and money commitment and so like maybe instead of spreading myself super thin i just focus on less stuff or whatever and eventually maybe in like five years i'll get into skiing or so. I, I don't know but just trying to be more intentional with the way i spend my spend my time so that I'm not just like overwhelmed with all the, the options I think but yeah fair enough well if anybody ever needs ideas on things to do you're probably the go-to guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll do my best you know so tell me a little bit about your journey and kind of the things you're trying to do in the future I know we were just talking about this off camera but uh, what's I know you've been actually talking about this for a while now about your knickknack shop and you know building a brand for yourself with social media and then finding a way to do something that you're passionate about your biking and finding a way to build a business off that tell me about that journey and what you're, you're trying to pursue in the future yeah yeah great question yeah thank you um I think like for me for the future I've, I've, ever since I was a kid, I remember telling, like, knowing that I liked business. Like, I grew up selling things. Like, I started fixing game consoles and stuff when I was 11. And just because, because I was like, oh man, my Nintendo DS is broken and it was in a drawer for like three months. And then I was like, there has to be a way to fix that. (laughs) So I like got on YouTube and like literally just fixed it. And I was like, well, that's cool. If I can do this, maybe other people have broken game consoles that they want fixed. So I just like put an ad up on Craigslist and, um, and business was very much like, just sales and like understanding that sort of stuff has just, it's always been like there. And so, um, I, I've gone back and forth on what I wanted to do, but yeah, I've, I think it's been pretty consistent that I've wanted to to become a content creator online. And I've, I think I kind of realized a few years ago that I really wanted to build, to be like really happy before I put in a ton of effort into that because I think I realized that it's just really, really easy to make that your happiness if there's not that much else going on and like let it consume you a little more. I used to to act a little bit and model and that sort of stuff. Preach, brother. And yeah, and like with with that, I think I just saw a lot of people who didn't Re- like they, there was a lot of insecurity and that sorts of stuff and I think like everybody really st- has insecurities and whatnot but it's really easy to let 
though, like whether it's business or, you know, I think really anything that brings you a lot of attention. So, you know, being an influencer or modeling, acting, that sort of stuff, like it's really easy to let that go the wrong way in your head if you don't have like a good grounding. And so in the last like year, my, my wife's family has honestly been like one of the biggest parts of that is like, they're really tight knit and we hang out a ton. And so I just, I feel like, yeah, it's super, (laughs) super cool. Oh yeah. And, and so I think that that's been a really cool, you know, I, my family's pretty close. Like they're, they're, we live a little more spread out, so we don't hang out as often, but um, I feel like really grounded and supported and, and kind of just like happy. And um, I think that's something that has been really like leading me into realizing like, okay, let me plan some stuff out and actually like give this a shot. Cause I would love to, to make meaningful content online. And if I was able to do that for a living, that'd be sweet. Um, but yeah, like you were talking the knickknack shop. I've, I've always really loved the concept of bringing people together for something. And like, I don't want to just make content to like make it. I think I did that a lot with Instagram, just like, you know, posting photos just because I wanted to post two photos a day, but there was no reason to post two photos a day. And why? It, yeah, there was no like plan because mm-hmm. you, on Instagram, it's not a point where you can't just post two photos a day and build an account. Like you have to do other stuff. It's it's like, you know, in 2013 when Instagram was founded or whatever, it was like, yeah, you could post a photo a day. And that was actually a lot. I remember when I first got on Instagram, like 2014, people would be like, sorry, posting a ton two photos in a day or or whatever (laughs) and it was like that was wild and now people post like six photos in a day and it's nobody talks about it but like that you know that that worked then it doesn't work so much now so i've I've wanted to do something more meaningful um and and i really like the idea of building a community online where you can reach a lot more people but then meeting as many of those people in person and so i was telling joe just before we started that i wanted to do like a knickknacks shop or something like i've always thought it would be sick to just have like a cool shop like down out here in the mountains and kind of the middle of nowhere uh that's like sells merch and like random outdoor equipment or a bike shop or something like that where i can just like go hang out and then people show up and we just like hang out or whatever. And there's like a bike track in the back, the back. So that would be a fun, like tangible business too. If, if the, you know, online creating doesn't really go the way I'm hoping it does, then, uh, I feel like I could just get into, to like building an e-commerce, like a bike store or something like that with a, like a physical location where I can hang out with people. I've, I've actually always thought that like, it would be wild to, if, if I, if I like made it or whatever, like successful, financially enough to not really like worry about money and and just like do what i love for work i actually thought that my dream job is working at this place called like ab crepes oh yeah in Bellingham. <laughs> i was like dude if i could just pull like one four-hour shift a week or something like that or whatever just to i feel like that'd be a super fun environment it's this like late night crepe place that's like college town vibe you know i always thought yeah that'd be really fun to just like (laughs) make crepes and talk to people four hours a week or whatever that'd be sick so yeah that's awesome so on a more strategic level for that business plan uh the one thing i see that a lot of the bike shops are lacking is that they're having to use overseas Mm -hmm. companies to get their frames in and that's why kona biking and all these other bikes shops have no inventory yeah so i think the one zig to the zag you can do in the market is find a fabrication team that can hand make aluminum frames or titanium frames Mm -hmm. in-house yeah so you're able to source the material from the u.s because there is obviously an established supply chain for the materials Mm -hmm. and then you never have to rely on these delays of the cargo ships 
or the factory shutting down because you have more control over it. Have you thought about potentially doing that where that's your competitive advantage is the fact that you actually make your own products rather than importing it all from overseas? Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said with having like US-based manufacturing and stuff. Um, I think that, you know, China also has this kind of reputation for doing bad work and, and they do bad work some like or low quality you know cheap work in some instances but their manufacturing for bikes is actually like top top tier like they make really really solid stuff there's definitely been a lot of um because they do it a lot right they're good they're like if they can do good work if you want to pay them to do it Right. right and so and then they do really good work and so in the u.s there's a lot less technology for certain aspects of that actually just like generally or it costs a lot more so it would be really sick i mean if we could build an efficient process to build our own bikes just in house and have a manufacturing facility that would be super cool because you'd save import costs and that sorts of stuff um and I think just with like import fees and stuff kind of going on the rise from China, oh, yeah. um, shipping it, really, and it's not even yeah. like that. Well, yeah, it's, all the shipping delays and stuff now. Like, imagine, can, imagine Kona, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say even if they were paying double for their bikes, even if they had the bikes here, they'd be selling all of them. Imagine how much business you're losing, mm-hmm. and maybe you have to reduce a little bit of your margin, but you have complete control over the entire process. You don't have to worry about damaged stuff. You don't yeah. have to worry about the imports, the shipping delays. You not even being able to get the raw goods. Yeah, you uh, you know right now huge delays in production because China is having a bunch of coal shortages. So a lot of their factories are having to work one day off, one day off, one day on, one day off, or having to take multiple days off during the week mm-hmm. to be able to cut back on all the power consumption. Yeah. So this will continue to be a problem. And how do you stand out? You know, you can stand out if you manufacture it. Anybody can fabricate a bike. You'd obviously try to build some way to automate a lot of the processes. But being able to control all of that, I think that has to be the competitive advantage, right? Yeah, you're totally onto something there. And something I've thought a lot about, too, is how the, the process we have here of of tutorials and repairs and that sort of stuff is really applicable to, like, almost any industry. And... And there's definitely something there with biking. I think that I, w- I was telling you earlier, like, you know, there is how-to information out there, but it's definitely sparse and it could be a lot better. You know, like if there was how-to information for like every organized, like in one place, you know, if you could build like a library of just like how to repair all the suspension or like rebuild all these suspensions from the last 20 years or whatever, like, and just do videos on them and actually have like certified techs and that sort of stuff, yeah. teaching people how to do it constantly. Oh yeah, I think that there's a ton of value to be had there. But then with the, you know, yeah, in-house building, like if you, if you're just building bikes as fast as you can and you're not relying on an overseas supply chain, like you can definitely do more, a lot more in volume and stuff. Yeah. I think it's. Somebody's here for you. Oh. For what? Some lady. Yeah. AJ's working on her laptop. No, she's here for uh, some kind of battery order for her. Yeah. AJ's working on her laptop. Okay. Is AJ here? I think so. Yeah. He has her uh, charger and battery. Yeah, she has like a Dell laptop or something or some kind of laptop. Yeah. I don't know, but. She has a draft. Ask AJ. He knows what's up. Okay. Thanks. 
Nice. That's what you get when you're running a business too. You know, it's not. <laughs> we're not just making content. That's There's something right. going on all the time. Yeah, that's why we're in our. That's what's getting our new break room going. You know, we got to finance it somehow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not just out here building sick break rooms for no reason. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But no, I think you're you're definitely onto something there. And and it would be really cool. I think a dream for me has always been to like hire my friends or whatever. You know, the kind of like how you've done. Like oh, yeah. I've said before, kind of like you have the the dream for me almost going on of like you've started a company and you work with a bunch of people that you're friends with right. which is like that's like the dream to me does so. it get better though <laughs> yeah it's like i don't dude, know that's pretty sick i wouldn't know so it would be cool to have you know if i met someone who just really wanted to do frame building just have like our in-house frame builder and you know we just train people and hire people like there's a welding school in bellingham btc like just get try to find good talent and, and stuff. And so that, I mean, that would be cool. I think that maybe that would have to be something that, that came along later or just depending on how the business got built. Cause that, that has a lot more, uh, overhead at the beginning, you know? So I'd either have to get like a good credit line or just have a lot of capital to work with. Cause getting all the machinery to, to make all the stuff is just expensive. That's probably like a couple hundred thousand at least. Yeah. I would, I would guess just like upfront. So I don't know if starting with making manufacturing bikes is the way to way to go, but definitely getting into that, you know, even if it just starts with like making the repairs and, and selling parts or components or whatever, or full bikes from other brands, and then eventually starting our own manufacturing. I don't know what that looks like, but depending on where I'm at, like that would be sick. So that sounds like a lot of fun. And yeah, you definitely have a good business acumen. So we're, <laughs> we're really lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> do my best. All right. Let's see. So fantasy football. Ooh, fantasy football. Yeah, have you have you been doing any I'm, fantasy football? I'm actually undefeated this season, so <laughs> it's great. Are you actually? Yeah, dude. I'm undefeated because I haven't played anyone, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm like, man, that's actually doing fantasy football. Sick. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm not I've not been much into into football. I'm more of a basketball person, and I don't. I'm not really into watching any sports except like mountain biking or extreme sports, and um, and even that, I don't. Really, I tune in like a couple times a year for certain events or whatever. But uh, I, yeah, I've never gotten that into football. So no fantasy this year. But I don't know. Maybe maybe next future. year. Yeah, right. who knows? I'm not. I'm not opposed to the idea. It seems Absolutely. fun. Like it would be a fun way to to have some quality time with with the guys or whoever oh, yeah. you know, and just. Yeah, I'll, good, pro- I'll probably jump in at some point. Good bonding time. Yeah, yeah. I like podcasts. You know, maybe, sure. I'll, maybe I'll listen to the <laughs> fantasy podcast of next year and exactly. get into it. Give you something to do. Uh-huh. So, what kind of devices do you wear every day, or do you use? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I I just got the the Versa three from Joe. Uh, I had it for a week. I got it last Tuesday from you. That's been sick because I sleep so heavily and my wife wakes up really easily and so if i'm getting up early in the morning like i used to just set like six really loud alarms that would be like and it would take me still like five minutes to wake up to them and now it just like vibrates on my wrist and so far that's been great you were mentioning that 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 wears off so yeah i use the tolerance (laughs) yeah yeah so some might have to set a lot of alarms but i'm really enjoying it for now because it's totally silent it just vibrates on the wrist basically and this morning i actually was able to like totally wake up get out of bed start getting ready and my wife didn't wake up until like a couple minutes later or whatever and it was like oh this isn't working this is really nice (laughs) so yeah so that's nice love the fitbit it's great for like tracking steps and and everything um i used to be really annoyed by that when i first got it even last week i was like 
I don't, I, I don't want more noise in my life and more right. statistics and whatever. But then it's like, oh, no, it's actually kind of nice. It's really simple. And it's kind of important statistics. It's one thing if you're getting notifications from your MySpace page, but it's another thing yeah. if you're getting a notification that, hey, you're being lazy, get yeah. on your ass and start moving again. Yeah. Because it's critical that, you know, we move and movement's important to a healthy body. Totally. Being yeah. dormant is not really a... A good way to live a life. Being doormat. Doormat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're, that's actually like a huge, huge part of the thing too is, so like I was saying earlier, my, my back, low back, because it just gets really tight and stuff. And so, yeah, every hour or whatever, it prompts me like, hey, you take this many more steps. So it reminds me, I've I, my chiropractor and my like physical therapist and whatever have said, you know, walk more often because if, if I'm working at home, I tend to just work straight through a whole day basically at a stand-up desk and barely move and that just gets my like my body just so tight and stagnant and so having that hourly reminder of like hey take a walk real quick i'll just like pop outside and take a walk or walk around the house or whatever and that's been really good but i also still rock the my only two like really consistent devices are like (laughs) the iphone 8 plus and the versa 3 like i oh and airpods pro literally always those are those are my like eddie said in the other the last episode like my everyday care I AirPods Pro are always with me. Like how convenient they are, bro. And so yeah, we have but, to. Since you and Eddie both have AirPods Pros, and we know it's a massive market, you yeah. two need to pioneer those repairs. <laughs> I know you were saying you want to like change it up every now and then. Yeah. Like one day a month, you should just spend like finding ways to fix AirPods Pros because we have all the parts. Yeah. Like the housings and we stuff. We have everything. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not your job description, but man, I'm like, like how do it's we? Fun. I was looking at some statistics how. The market went up like 73% for headphones and earbuds mm. and 75% of the headphones earbuds category is earbuds. Dang. And we stopped fixing earbuds because they weren't really expensive enough for us to put effort into them. Mm-hmm. But the more I see, I see that there's a huge demand for it and not a lot of people want to do because it's a really difficult, it's a tedious task. Mm-hmm. So if we could find a way to pioneer high-end earbud repairs, yeah. that's going to set us you know, even further beyond the things that we're already working on since we started doing more smartwatches, mm-hmm. headphones, all the other, you know, more expensive stuff. Yeah. So I think that's, that's going to, that would be really interesting to find a way, you know, a good process to be able to repair the things that are not repairable. You know, that's yeah. what makes us different too, right? That'd be sweet. Yeah. Because we have the housings for them, right? Housings, we just don't have batteries. The, we do have the batteries. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Do we have the batteries for the earbuds or just for the cases? Earbuds and we have the cases as well. Okay. So we, have, we literally have everything. Do we have any that I could do some R&D on? <laughs> I'm sure we do. I think Eddie has some. Okay. But I've just been just thinking about, I know China's doing it somehow. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's Edgar. Edgar, what the fort can? Yeah, dude, the super <laughs> gang gang. Woo. All right. Let's wrap this um, up here. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that would be a great idea. But those are the only devices I really use. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Favorite word. Although, actually, other devices I use, yes. 15-inch 2017 MacBook Pro. Okay. I bought that the year it came out, used, got a good deal on it, and I've used it a ton. It's been, I've made the money back on that thing so many times. It has had some problems, but it's, it works, it works well. <laughs> got some free battery replacements and stuff, you yeah. know, no big deal. Have insurance. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Have insurance. What's your favorite word, American, Russian, or Spanish? Ooh. I, I well, I, I might have, ch- it, it just depends on the moment, I guess, because normally I would say it's curious. I really just like, I like the way the word looks and I like the meaning of it and stuff. Like, definitely favorite English word, but also, like, there's some real fun Russian words, like Devil, you know, or like even just Privyet. Like, Privyet. Yeah, Privyet, Devil. You know, it's like, hello, hello, idiot. It's, I don't know. It's like, I had a lot of fun. So, last Christmas, 
for our Christmas party, I did this like ball of foil. That was that amazing. Had, and and Artem got it. The new guy. He was like, what? He's been here three months yeah, or something. And not. he didn't know. So I put it in a big box. I always do like weird presents for for Christmas. And uh, I put it in a giant box and it was like taped in the center of this ball of tin foil. And there was like insults in Russian <laughs> on pieces of paper as you like unwrapped the tin foil. And was he, the best. it was so funny. That and I had best. so much fun writing oh, yeah. those because it just sounds really funny when you write them out. So yeah, Russian words are great. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, devil and Privyat. That was legitimately the best gift anyone's ever gave anyone <laughs> in our Christmas parties. That was fun. Bar none. It's the best. It doesn't I'm, get better. I'm hoping to outdo that this year, I guess. I'm hoping to. plans. Do you have some uh, little sneak peeks or some info you want to share on that yeah yeah i'm hoping to do a treasure hunt of some kind all right let's not go any further than yeah that. we're just okay. gonna leave it there but it's uh it's gonna be an in-depth gift <laughs> like it took artem 30 minutes to, to finish open the last one it might take a little longer this time we'll see this could be an adventure you know <laughs> i'm pumped all right number nine matt what is your favorite fun fact or random fact oh man i struggled so much with this question when we asked it in our bios like i don't even remember what i wrote but I, oh man, fun, a fun fact, random fact. My brain just goes blank whenever I think of this. Like, oh, no worries. We can skip this on to the next one. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. If you think uh, of it, you can edit it later and add it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I feel like it would probably be something like really deep. That's what always like, I, I feel like I, I, I'm like a really sentimental, sappy person or whatever. But I guess like a sentimental, sappy fact is just like remembering what really matters, like grounding, you know, just like, I think when you realize like something that I, that's been a huge life changing for, thing for me, like a, a thing to keep in mind and like realize is just that, uh, you know we're gonna be around for a long time and so it's really easy to get that like the 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 instant gratification but the really important stuff is really being good at having patience for the the long-term gratification and like knowing what you want and that's like super super deep i guess but like that's that's what is like the biggest thing for me because sometimes i'll just be like man i just like want this already and then i'll be like dude there's no rush like i don't really feel in a rush most of the time because it's just like dude nah we got plenty of time like it'll all work out like if i don't do this project this weekend it'll be fine and i think that just comes from realizing like hopefully you know i have like 40 50 60 more years on this earth so like there's a lot of time to do things oh yeah so i love that all right, and then 10, tell me about an experience that you remember or something that was really impactful hmm. from your past. Hmm, that's good. Um. <laughs> Peace, heads. <laughs> Bye-bye, Edgar. <laughs> Party. Uh, oh, Aaron's coming <laughs> to interrupt us. Um, Hello. What's up? What up, are you almost done? Oh, yeah. yeah. Last Why? question. Yeah, we'll be done. we've been taking forever. I talk so much. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think that there's been a lot of uh, moments that were, like, really meaningful. There was this one moment in particular where I, I used to be, like, really depressed. Uh, and I struggled with that a lot growing up. And it's, like, not something I struggle with as much anymore. Like, I, I just feel a lot better. And I think that that's something that I really... Um, want to to help people with and and whatnot and i didn't really know how to deal with it growing up i was pretty like closed off to just like talking to people about my emotions and whatnot uh 
And when I was around 21, somebody just that I like really cared about basically like sat down and just like listened to me like bawl my eyes out and basically talk about how much I like didn't care or like how much I just felt like alienated and just like unrelatable to everyone. Uh, and like I just couldn't, I was, I felt like really just abnormal. Uh, and somebody just like listened to me for like a couple hours just talk about this and then like basically just said that they liked me still because of all that stuff like that stuff like made me unique and that was like this weird like moment where I guess I just never had opened up that much to anyone and and that like really changed my life and I think I've just kind of seen an upwards trend in in happiness since then just having somebody like spend that much time to just care and, and like listen I think that was a, a that was exactly what I needed and it, ever since then I've, I've been a lot happier so well Matt I'm happy uh, I know five years is a long time and I've seen a lot of growth in that time just from all the different positions that you've had an opportunity to touch they all turn out a lot better cool including the customer service system including the processing system including basically all the tasks <laughs> that you used to do and just the growth man I remember you coming in and you know there was definitely some tough times with customer service and mm-hmm. you know we were, we were both learning <laughs> yeah, how to handle everything so I'm glad that we worked through it and we made it work, man. Yeah, dude. I, I remember when Aaron and I, oh, yeah. your, your younger brother, we, beef. Dude, we had some beef and I don't even remember. It, there wasn't like a reason. We just like were annoyed at each other yeah. all the time. And we and then I, you, at one point you were just like, no, you guys need to figure this out. And then we just didn't. It's fine. So yeah, I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, any other comments for our listeners here? I, I I don't th- I don't think so that much. I think maybe the only this came to mind. Maybe I just like talking about this sort of stuff. But I think that when I was, it's really easy when you're young to just kind of like you you're in a rush, you know, because you see. I think you know when you're young, you want to be old, and then when you're old, you want to be young or whatever. Like, and and I think that realizing that thing of like patience and stuff is really important when you're young too. Because I used to, I, I very much used to just think like. I wanted to just like get every, I, I don't know. I think like I, I chose to not go to college and because I was like, Hey, I, I'm going to, I don't really know what I want to do. Like I'm going to, how about I just go like work and travel and just like experience a bunch of different stuff to try to figure that out. And then if I want to go to college and it's like applicable, then great. And I think that that's just, yeah, that's what I'd say is like, maybe just try to like experiment when you're young, you know, and not be afraid to like fail and that sort of stuff. And like, but also try to try to have good grounding with like relationships and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Focus on the right stuff and don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Matt, I think that's a great wrap up to this. You're number four today. Woo! And thanks for setting this up and thanks for all the questions that you're able to prepare for me. That's yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm excited to share your guys' stories because you guys are the reason what makes this company so special. So it's cool to be able to share your guys' wisdom with everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate appreciate you listening and caring about that sort of stuff. It's a big deal. So. Awesome. All right. Matt, Joe, we're signing out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Sale podcast. Woo woo. woo, woo. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, man. That was great.